This podcast was recorded and produced on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Blackbirds acknowledges and pays respects to Elders past and present and to all Aboriginal Torres Strait Islanders listening to this podcast. Sovereignty was never ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. No offence, but... No offence, but you guys suck. No offense, though. Like, no offense. Great Britain has now become Snowflake Central. No, 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 no. Oh my god. Look. No offense, but. Oh my god. Oh. Oh. No, I'm not proud of him. Look at him, a vegan sausage roll to calm down. What the fuck is going on? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Blackbird's podcast, No Offense, But. My name is Aisha, I'm the Artistic Director of Blackbirds and the host of this podcast. Elephant in the room, elephant in the lockdown. Well, there's over 10 million of us in the lockdown right now in the country, myself included, and I'm really not going to say much about it apart from this. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Make sure you do one nice thing for yourself every day. Pre-lockdown, post-lockdown, during lockdown, every day, because you deserve to feel good. Today on the podcast, I am joined by Shaquille Wasasala, who you may know as Half Queen. Shaq is an Auckland-based DJ and a truth teller whose sets are just as unapologetic and empowered as her presence in every space. Rooted in the experience of her Fijian and Pakeha bloodlines, her background has influenced a confluence of sound that is ever-evolving, musically speaking into a local and global sense of diaspora. I've had the absolute pleasure of experiencing quite a few of Shaq's gigs and she creates such a safe and wild space. Safe and wild, you may be thinking, can those two things go together? And I'm here to tell you, yes, absolutely. And when they do, it is completely magical. Shaq's gone a step further and with her friend and collaborator Jess B, she has created Cutie BIPOC Club Night Filth in Auckland, which continues to uplift the marginalized and decolonize the dance floor. Filth actually hosted Aotearoa's first ever boiler room earlier this year and the girls and I held a watching party at the Bearded Tit in Redfern and it was truly the best of times. This korero with Shaq was so invigorating and I had a smile on my face the whole time. Even when I went back to edit it, I was just beaming and laughing. Shaq says it herself, but she is truly living a full life. From her extreme self-awareness as a child, to film school, to having Shabbat with Madonna, it's all there, it's all in this yarn. And also, just so you know, Shaq is extremely funny. I honestly couldn't stop laughing, I'm laughing now. She's a comedian. We add another skill to the list. Anyway, enough from me, let's get into the chat. So, do you want me to call you Half Queen or Shaq? Call me Shaq, what the hell? I know, but do you know, do you feel like people think your name is Half Queen? People do approach me and say, refer to me as Half Queen. I'm like, not my name, but it's not like they don't know me. It's Shaq. They yeah. know me as Half Queen, so it's just that's the settings. I've got that's, so many questions to ask you. Actually, I'm oh just going to go off topic, but go off topic. It's, it's on topic, but off topic of the questions. <laughs> um, do people like ever recognize you and want like a photo with you? Yeah, all the time. Do they? <laughs> That's so funny. Yes, they do. And it's not, I'm not bragging or anything. I think it's just so sweet. Because, like, I used to be that person. Yeah. So it doesn't happen to me all the time. It happens every now and then. But people have done that to me on occasion. Yeah. And what kind of people come up to you? Everybody. Anybody and everybody. There's no certain type of demographic or person. It's, It's all sorts. And I honestly couldn't even remember. Sometimes they tag me on Instagram afterwards and I'm like, oh, I've been horrible. But it's actually, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. They wanted their little picky. They got it. They period. Got it. You made their day. And I really love that. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. It a lot to me. Thanks so much. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the interview proper. Mm. When was the last time you offended someone or someone <laughs> offended you? Um, The last time, I don't know. It depends what, I guess offense means but last t- yesterday I was in I was in the bad books with my girlfriend Timena Uh-oh, what did you do because I offended her by <laughs> subconsciously turning off alarms <laughs> so I don't know if that's because she was okay that wasn't offensive that wasn't the offensive part the offensive part I am, am imagining that I was I offended her which I do on a 
casual basis is because I offended her by not taking accountability. So I was trying to deflect it. I was like, I didn't do that. I didn't turn off your alarms because I was asleep. So I absolutely take accountability for it now. And I am to blame. I've, I've been known to turn off an alarm whilst in REM. Yes. Sorry about it. I can't control myself. But I offended her by being like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was me. It, oh, who else was it? What the fuck? I was sleeping right next to the to the phone. So that was probably the last time. Yeah. And I probably would have offended someone in yoga today by laughing. Or, or so something. you went to like a real class. I'm I'm in lockdown mm. world, so I'm thinking Zoom classes, but you went to a real class. I love class. Zoom class. Well, I just, I just joined the studio because my friend goes to it and um I, I did a week trial and I was it's cute and I was like I might as well just keep going on like a weekly like pay weekly and just yeah see if I really hate it because I need a bit longer to see if it's for me and totally. um I love yoga so it's been good so far I probably offended someone by saying something or laughing I'm pretty <laughs> like that so can't take yourself seriously can you, you can't you can't take yourself too seriously life's a big joke it literally is and sometimes <laughs> I just look in the mirror and I laugh yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly you have to <laughs> you, you have, have to. to yeah can you introduce yourself to the listeners please um okay so my name is Shaquille Wasasala, also known as Half Queen so I DJ and perform as Half Queen um I am Fijian and Pakeha, so my dad's, um, where is this, where is he from? My dad's dad's from Matawata and my dad's mum is from Ba and my mum's family, my mum's mum is Australian out of Sydney and my mum's dad is from the South Island of oh. New Zealand, yeah, so yeah, we're all, um, uh, that's my, my heritage and I'm 27 Aries sun, Aquarius rising, Aquarius moon, and I'm a plant mother. I went to film school. Did you? I made music videos. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't really talk about it too much because, I don't know, that's just part of my journey, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. What else is there to say? Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Auckland, mainly west of Auckland. You, are you familiar? You are. Familiar yeah, 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 yeah. So out west, so mainly in like, you know, I guess that would be called the area. But there's yeah. a few, there's a few areas in uh, in Auckland. So out west is where I mainly grew up with my family, and um, around central Auckland is where I grew up in my um, teenage into uni transition years. Mm. So yeah, I'm an Auckland gal. Oh nine. Period. Oh nine. Born and raised. <laughs> there you go. When you were young, what were you like as a kid? Were you rambunctious? I was. I was like, what was I like as a kid? I was so self-aware to the point where it was probably a bit like damaging to my brain. Mm-hmm. And like I was constantly, I was the main character in my in my in my mind. But I was always bullied. I was majorly bullied. I were was, you? Yeah. Oh my God. And also I guess cause like, well, when I was younger, I was just this like androgynous hairy kid with a fucking monobrow. I had an ass when I was like 11. So I was bullied for that and like mm. all sorts of shit stuff. That's like hilarious to me now. But um, yeah, as a kid, I was very that rambunctious and, and like, um, I don't know. I think I was very good at adapting because we moved so much. I knew, and I've always known like, where I stand in like a scenario so Mm -hmm. I think I was just like palpable as a kid and could Mm. and could um always I always knew that everything was a laugh so I never took it seriously where did you get your self-awareness from I don't fucking know dude I was just like I don't know like I just always remember as a kid being like what what's the point of this yeah (laughs) like (laughs) Being like, why is everyone so serious? Like this, like I'm, I could, I could see situations for what they were and not let it affect me so much. Like I think I, I developed a perspective as a younger person where I knew that life is just a fleeting thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it all comes down to like us moving so much, like my mum going through like cycles of domestic violence, like Mm. my siblings going through it as well. Like, 
I just knew that everything could just be snatched at any second. So I was just like, da, 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 da. I'm having fun. Let's have a joke. Like I was constantly making, like I, that's my role in the family is like the joker. So yeah. I, I would constantly just be the person who would have the comic relief or say something at a bad time or offer up some words of wisdom or a joke at when someone was going through it, that kind of thing. So yeah I don't know I've actually never really thought about it that deeply but that's my take on it and when you were young like if you were you know super self-aware and super in the moment like did you think about the future and what you wanted to be or do no. in the future ah. no. <laughs> yeah I didn't I had no idea I knew what I wanted to what I like I loved the idea of being an adult when I was a kid like yeah. I loved being like I know being a kid sucks like, I just wanted control yeah I wanted utter control of like, of, of what I was going to look like Mm. and like, and the, I didn't know, I didn't know what that, what that was or like what environment that would be in, but I always had huge dreams of like, I'm, you know, wanting to travel or like wanting to be free and like do what I, whatever I wanted at whatever chance I got. Like anytime I got pocket money, I'd be like, fuck, I can't wait until I'm older and I've got heaps of money. I can just eat what I want. That's going to be crazy. So I was very, I think when I was younger, I was very super, super like in the moment kind of kid. But now I'm like the absolute opposite. Like I'm so not present ever. Like I'm, I'm always thinking of the quickest exit or like, yes. what am I going to do tomorrow? I've got all these things I need to do. I can't, I can't, it's so, it's a struggle for me to be present. Yeah. Not that you asked, but. No, but well, <laughs> yoga should help with that maybe. Yeah. You know, even still, no. Yeah. I'll be like, in Shavasana, close your eyes, meditate. And I'm like, no, it's yeah, impossible Yeah, I know. Me. I'm the same when I go to bed at night. I'm like, try, I try to read before I go to bed so I'm not on my phone, but I always yeah. end up reading, going on my phone, yeah. trying to go to bed, then being like, I need to check the weather tomorrow. Yeah. Like, exactly. I don't, but I do. Like yeah. I can't just be in the moment. But no, you know I what? Yeah. Oh, let me be wherever I want to be. Exactly. Let me turn the alarms off and just sleep for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let me look in the future, turn the alarms off. I'm going to want to sleep. But instead... <laughs> And where did the name Half Queen come from? Um, half, I've, I've had that question a couple of times. And I always rattle off some bullshit about how it became from literally nothing. I was um, one day just on Instagram trying to come up with a cool handle, as yeah. you do, with my yeah. sister. And I was just talking, we were just talking about like the split duality and also, I guess, being a mixed person. Mm. Um, I hate that. Um, mm. Talking about that, just the duality of, of being a human. And I've always felt a pull between the dark side and the light side. So uh-huh. um, Half Queen just came about. We were just talking about Half Monster, Half Queen, Half half, half fucking Cannibal, all sorts of yeah. shit. And then Half Queen just stuck because I was like, yeah, that's, that's whatever. And then literally I started DJing and that's what I was called on a poster once and then it's just been there. Like I've not actually had another think about if I could name myself again. No, but I yeah. like half queen. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. It's, it's regal. Cute. Everyone always says, you're not a half queen, you're a full queen. I'm like, oh, oh. if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, <laughs> I would be regal. I would be in royalty, sweetie. But yeah, <laughs> it's just a play on words and a play on the, that kind of. Yeah, play on identity know. and, Period. you know, Exactly. exactly. And so, hang on, you went to film school. Yeah. Is in like film school for making films, film school for directing films, film school for all of the above. Yeah. So I went to film school at Unitech, which is like, it's funny because it's like a joke because it's like a polytechnic, it's not a university. Okay. So every time I say I went to film school, everyone's like impressed, like, oh my God, where'd you go? And I'm like, Unitech. <laughs> and everyone's there, they're just like, oh, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, it was pretty horrible. I won't lie. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Um, <laughs> but. But we, like, it was so, it was so fun. I, I remember going there impulsively. Like, my boyfriend <laughs> at the time, my ex, was like, he went to uni and I was like, oh, I guess I have to go to uni. Like, I felt, I was just like, let me just do this because this is what this man is doing. 
but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like yeah. I, I always wanted, I remember also like when I was a kid clicking that that was like being in film was what I wanted to do when I was watching the matrix. And I was like, I must've been like 12 being like, how was this made? How, 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 now how yeah. is this? What yeah. is this? And then I remember like watching the credits and like clicking, like connecting the dots. Like, okay, so this was made by these people. How do I get that job? I, I want that. So I remember watching the matrix thinking I would like to be a filmmaker. And then I just went to film school on a whim because that's, I was following what my boyfriend was doing at the time. And then, um, I started two weeks late into the, into the, <laughs> into the year. And, um, yeah. Made an entrance. I made an entrance. That's where I met Paloma, who's like a close collaborator of mine. And one of my best friends, we, we met there, which is probably the one, the one stunning thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, at that. In uni, in uni, so yeah, uh, yeah, Unitech film school. And random. then, how did you get into DJing? Oh, I got into DJing. So it's funny. I keep being like, I always want to do this. I always want to. I <laughs> I wanted to be a DJ ever since I saw the Baby Bash music video for Sugar Sugar, <laughs> and there was a DJ <laughs> who had an afro, and I was like, that was the closest. Like, I, I had a huge afro when I was a kid. I was like, this is lit this is a dj she's hot she's like got an afro just like me i think i could be a dj so I, that was just a, i just thought that i didn't think i could actually be a dj but i had an affinity towards that image because i'm very visual based but at the same time i've always loved music yeah but i've never picked up an instrument and been like and felt it in my soul like this is an extension of my body i've always just loved music which is also like an element of why I went to film school so I could learn how to do music videos. Mm-hmm. So I've always loved music and Jess B, mm-hmm. you know, Jess was my friend. Um, she was my friend <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Um, I was at a birthday party maybe like five years ago, four or five years ago. And I remember talking to her about how she like, we were just talking about music. And I know, I knew that she didn't have a DJ and I was like, surely if I learned how to DJ, I could just DJ for you. And then that could just be fun. Yeah. So she was like, yeah, go and learn how to DJ. And I was like, period. So I like the next day bought a controller and just started doing it. And I've like, since I was a kid, had a huge music collection, like always had an iPod, always had music on my phone. Like I was very much like music library. I'm I'm this. So when I plugged in the controller and like went into Serato for the first time, which is the music program, I had all my music and I was like, this is so fun. Like I've always loved to play music. I love to make playlists and show people stuff. So when like the act of physically, like physically playing music with like knobs and shit and buttons, it came to me so naturally that it was kind of like, well, this is just destiny. Like I meant to do this. Like I'm, I don't play an instrument, but I know all these songs and I know what the next song's going to be. And I feel so comfortable in this role as the curator. So it was very, yeah, it was like fortuitous. Like I, I am so grateful to Jess for being there in that moment when mm. we talked about it and literally that like the rest is history. Wow. Like I just started DJing and now here I am. Still a DJ. Yeah, universe said yes. Yeah. She said exactly. This is exactly what you should be doing. Who are some of your favorite artists? Like, old school artists like when you were a kid and you your love of music started I love Michael Jackson mm-hmm. he was I, like that was one of my very first obsessions you know when you're a kid and mm-hmm. you're obsessed Michael Jackson I loved Missy Elliott huge mm. inspiration I loved um like a bit older like maybe when I was like 13 when Lady Gaga first came out obsessed she rocked my world I I could not believe that she was that this was a thing and I was witnessing it in real time like huge pop stars I love the idea of a pop star so Gaga Beyonce obsessed obviously yeah like Madonna that came when I was a bit younger too like 12 13 did you kiss Madonna I did (laughs) (laughs) tell me that that story that was oh oh my god how much time do we have um (laughs) Basically, this so this was all very like I've 
I, I've led quite an interesting life. I can say that. <laughs> when I turned 22, that's when the universe said, bitch, stop this. We're not playing anymore. This is this. You're about to go on a path that is so crazy and stupid and ridiculous. So a lot of stuff was happening to me that was like crazy. Like I cheated on my boyfriend with this huge rapper. And then I was getting flued out. This is so funny. I've never said that any of this like on oh, exclusive. So all the stuff was happening. I, my boyfriend of five years, I cheated on him with, and I was going through it. Like, obviously not to be that when you cheat on someone, a lot of stuff happens in your brain. Yeah. So I cheated on my boyfriend, blah, 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 all this stuff. Like these things started happening. It was really crazy. And I was finally coming into my womanhood. I felt like, yes. And so when I kissed Madonna, that was like, that was so crazy because I, it was like the universe just like affirmed me. So I went to this Madonna concert, like by myself. I paid $700 for my ticket. Stop, you did not. I did. And I was like the youngest person there, uh, like in my section, had a really good seat. And so throughout the show, I've noticed a couple people walk past me being like pointing at me being like, um, she looks interesting, like whispering. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get my, and then, um, maybe like 40 minutes into the show, they came back again. And I was like the only one like living my best life dancing. I'm like, this is Madonna. This is the first yeah. time I've ever seen her. I've loved her for so long. Like this is going to be lit. They asked me, they were, like they pulled me aside and they were like, so do you know the show at all? Like are you familiar with this part? And it was a part for this Madonna song, Unapologetic Bitch, where they bring out usually like a celebrity if they're in the States, like from that, from that city um, or whatever kind of person Madonna wanted to hang out mm -hmm. with that night so they were like obviously Madonna was like get some young hot person and so they picked me and I was like this is going to be incredible I've been chosen to go on stage and dance with Madonna so during the song like she pulls out someone and you just like have a cunny cunny with her essentially yeah, yeah. and you go back you just go back and then she like she I didn't know this kiss was going to happen the kiss was not on in the script it was not <laughs> talked about it was not anything except it just happened so like we we did the dance we walked back to the stage and then she did, obviously like has a little talk like who are you blah 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 and I was like gassed elated overjoyed I couldn't believe what was happening like this woman breathed life into me by just yeah. staring in my eyes she was like stunning oh. she was stunning. I was like this close to her face stunning like this woman has the fountain of youth on her in her backyard oh, absolutely so anyway, she was like, are you hungry? I have a present for you. It was a banana. I <laughs> ate one. She had a bite. I had a bite. And then there was the last bite. She was like, let's go. She literally put the mic down. She was like, let's go. I was like, <laughs> I was like period. And then we just, we kissed on the banana. And it was hilarious. Yeah. Wow. It's like video footage of me, like jumping up and down screaming. Like, I was so excited. Oh my God. Have you ever <laughs> slid into her DMs and been like, do you remember me? Yeah, there's been, oh, nah, she like followed me for a bit and then I somehow ended up at a Shabbat with her in Melbourne. Sorry, what? Yeah, <laughs> I've, well, I've, this is what I mean. Like there was lots of crazy shit happening. Like I'm not going to go into detail. You went to Shabbat with Madonna. Yeah, because yeah. she's, she's Jewish, isn't she? Yeah, she's, she does Kabbalah. 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 Yeah. Kabbalah, yeah. So I did Shabbat with her in Melbourne. Because I went to the Melbourne show too. That's how big of a fan I was. Wow. And she invited me to Shabbat. She was like, yeah. It was, it was fucking a weird time of my life. Like I literally was like, it was maybe like for 17 people in the room. Her children were there. And I was just this random bitch. She was like, can I sit next to you? Yeah, of course you can sit next to me. What the fuck? And then she was just talking to me like, what do you do? Like, what like I don't think she was doing it on some creepy shit like she was genuinely yeah. like how can I how can I affirm this like young woman wow her dreams because we just talked during that whole Shabbat about I know and it's this is crazy I haven't actually told like anybody like really unless like my yeah. is but um yeah it was it was a time it was fucking crazy but that is yeah. crazy I know it's so funny it sounds so fake like <laughs> I did Shabbat with Madonna, but yeah, I did. Crazy. Wow. You know what? She probably saw something in you that she rem you reminded her of her younger self. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that makes sense to me. Sure. Like go get her, hustler. I was just taking it for what it was. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do fucking Shabbat with Madonna. Are you joking? 
That was yeah, so if you, Imagine if you were like, sorry, no, I can't come. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I don't do that religious thing, no. Yeah, no, you would never do no. that. No. What's some of the most annoying things that people do to you when you're DJing? Like how many, what is the worst song request that someone can give you? Someone, I don't know. Ooh. What's the Gangnam style? Oh, someone, yeah. No. Someone got like really upset at me that I didn't have that on my laptop once. I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? That's annoying. Like shaking the table too much is quite annoying. Like I I live for a get on the table, get your life twerking moment. But when it gets a bit messy and, and, and the foundations of, of the table start to shake and fuck up the equipment, that's annoying spitting while like talking to me and spitting like (laughs) that's annoying like I'm pretty gracious as a DJ like yeah I will never be like fuck off get away from me I'm working I will always try and I'll either like talk to you I'll just ignore you yeah fair fair and and what do you think are the most common misconceptions about DJs you know people like I reckon people give DJs a really hard time sometimes they really do I think the common the most the commonest, the commonest, <laughs> the most common misconception about DJs is that it's it's easy. Yeah, like a lot of my friends are like, "Yeah, I'll have a try," and then they try it, and, it <laughs> and they're like, "How do you do this?" Like, no one. It's I think no one actually realizes just how hard it is on a technical level. Um, like pulling music and that stuff is is the the most. I mean, I guess it would be the most enjoyable part for. The common gel, but the, mm. it's it's quite a hard a hard job and quite technical. And mm. also, I don't think anybody really understands if you don't freelance the amount of work freelancing is for your own career when you're your own boss. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's another misconception I think people have. Like, mm. it's not just I don't just pull up to the club and have a fun. Like, I'm always working. Yeah, there's never a point in time where I'm not like on or doing something for my career it's yeah but yeah and what is the music industry and like the club scene like in Aotearoa or specifically Auckland um uh, 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 usually like Sydney it's similar to Sydney it is similar I say it's more similar to Sydney than it is to Melbourne Auckland is very like it depends on where you go. It's just like anywhere. There's always going to be like lots of different kinds of, of things and, and pockets of communities that you can access. Um, Auckland is more similar to Sydney. I think there, I think Auckland at the moment is at a very like um, pivotal place in terms of where it could go. Like mm. there, we're, we're in a really good spot at the moment where lots of incredible stuff is happening Lots of new events are happening. Like I've never seen so many people like freely express themselves or like the way that they express their identity. It's like, I've never seen so many people do that. Like I wish I was like a Gen Z. Mm. The access that they have to like identity or like exploring that and like, oh, it's crazy. Like I've never seen so much fluidity and openness in the city before so it's in a very important place where it could either just keep going up and being incredible or it could like crash and burn at any time but yeah. I think I think there's like an energy that's being tapped into that is like significant and mm. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens for sure and is that why you and Jess created filth yeah, well, we created Filth because we, we could see that there wasn't anything for us. Mm. So we'd, like, go out to, like, some places or um, there would be a few club nights here and there. There wasn't, like, there was one event called Fully Explicit, which I would, like, credit to being, like, one of the most, like, incredible, like, QPOC-centered club nights that I'd been to. Mm-hmm. And really the only one that was in Auckland before before Filth. Um, or like, that's just my ignorance. If I don't know anymore, that's just the one that I had access to. But, um, yeah, we made filth because there wasn't anything where we could go to that, that, um, fulfilled all of the needs within our intersections. So Mm. 
Me and Jess are, are, are like outliers in our peoples because we like, I mean, I, that I'm just being ignorant to what other people like, but we like very specific styles of music that aren't played out. Mm. Or when they're played, they're played at like a dance hall event only. They're not like mixed into just like what is general nightlife. Mm-hmm. So like we wanted music that we couldn't hear. We wanted to be not groped. Mm. Oh my God. That? Is that too <laughs> much to ask? Jesus Is that Christ. like, could you just not, could you leave me alone? Yeah. So we wanted to just be safe or like be in a safer environment. And we wanted people to, to be able to express themselves freely in a way where they felt held and welcomed and loved on. So yeah. um, naturally an event where me and Jess are involved is going to be QPOC centered because that's who we are and that's that's what we deem important in our like nightlife experience. So yeah, we started filth because we could see that there was a major gap. Like there was nothing that was fulfilling that for us. And Jess had gone overseas to parties like that before and had experienced that and wanted to bring it back. And I knew what this thing felt like. Like I, I would, I would experience moments of it when I would be out, say for instance, at Lady Gaga's concert where I, I was like, Oh my God, this like the energy in here is so specific and I feel it for this moment during the song, but I can't access access that feeling when I go out and try to um, emulate that in like a straight club. It's never mm. going to happen. Um, or I would I'd feel it when I was like dancing my ass off at, yep. to Ciara at some like R and B club. You know, like there are there are times there was like times where I was like, how do we t- make this more of a thing? And it yeah. was just, I guess when I was younger, like. I never knew that you could do that. Like I didn't yeah. know that anybody could just book a venue and charge for tickets and then book DJs. Like I didn't know that you could do that. Mm. And now everybody knows that you can do that. And it's so lit because there's just more and more options and things to go to. So yeah. Um, filth. Filth. It's so good. It's just so, I don't know. I can't I wait it. to come to one. Oh my God, you need to. Oh my God, I to. I can't wait. Like as soon as this lockdown happened, I was like, oh my God, I actually really want to go out. I'm really like, upset <laughs> that you're in lockdown. It's I think we just got a notification that it's going to go on for another four weeks. <gasps> right now? Yeah. Oh, that's devastating. I hate yeah, that for you. Me too, me too. What but... are you going to do? Um... <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What can yeah. I do? I don't know. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm really grateful that I have a cat. Yeah. Oh, um, stunning. I'm grateful that I have a job. Mm. I'm grateful that I have a safe home and that I can pretty much just fuck around. Yeah. And you know what? Anything goes. Exactly. They said you govern yourself. Except exactly. <laughs> except <worst>. don't. <laughs> except yeah. no. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. Stop when it. I was preparing for this interview, I read this other interview that you did a couple of years ago, and they described you as an anti-heroine. I see. What What do you think about that? I see. There must have been like a converse one. Yes. Converse? Yeah. Um, I love that. I love the anti-hero trope so much that I got it tattooed on my legs recently. Really? Yeah. It says anti-hero. I'll show you right yeah, now. Yeah, show me. <laughs> Oh it? my god! Roshan decide, uh, designed. Oh my god, beautiful! Did that hurt right there? Uh, it did not as bad as like other days I've had, but yeah, antihero. I I resonate majorly with that archetype for sure. What is an antihero archetype? I'm I'm confused. You know, it's just someone in this in the movies that is that is the is the hero, but they're they're more um they're not your typical hero. They're not mm. perfect. They will they will achieve their thing the backwards way. They're, uh-huh. they're not they they're imperfect majorly. Yeah. But like an antihero would be like Daria or Oh stunning, yeah. Like Batman. Even though I hate Batman, he's he is an antihero. Like it's just I don't know, there's probably some specific definition. No, but I like that description. I can tap into yeah. that understanding, that it's, definition. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it doesn't mean someone who's anti heroes. It's just like it's <laughs> it's the hero that you don't expect. Okay, great. Yeah, I get that. I get yeah. that. That makes more sense to me. I read it as like I don't know what I read it as, but I didn't understand that. Yeah, so I'm glad you explained it. 
Antihero is around. like, yeah, it's like a, it's a term in Hollywood, like film. Like okay, great. Oh, it's, 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 a, it. it's a character archetype, essentially. Yeah. So I just resonate with it and always have since I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Amelia Bedelia. Do you know Amelia Bedelia? Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> it's like she's a character from these books, like these children's books that takes things way too literally. And she is like a maid or like a, she like looks after houses. A and kid. She, nah, she's like, a, she'd oh. be like a teenager, but she'd, she, and she existed in books. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And she would just, she would take things way too much. I'll try and think of like an example. I don't know. You can, you can see her stuff. She's like an anti I'll Google. She's I'll put a link in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Everyone can look at Amelia Bedelia. But also Amelia Bedelia. Like, what a good name. Whoever made that name. Hilarious. They're amazing. They might be, yeah. they're an anti-hero. Whoever did exactly. that. So let's exactly. go back to the music industry for a second. Mm. Let's talk about men. Oh, because. Why? <laughs> what the fuck? Why? Leaving the chat now. Leaving the chat now. <laughs> but like, what I want to know is, and because in the music industry here, and also in in Aotearoa, there's been like a big kind of reckoning happening at the moment with mm-hmm. gross men who abuse their power and have literally gotten away with pretty much anything. Yeah. And now it's kind of coming to the forefront. But when I'm like reading all this stuff, like about different executives and whatnot. There's always something like some of the people who are still in charge were complicit in their behaviors or, mm. you know, didn't do these things. And then kind of the after effects of all that stuff, when someone gets called out in the music industry, not necessarily like a music executive, but like, I don't know, another DJ or producer or performer or whatever. Then there's all these other after effects, like maybe you're booked for a gig with them and then like, can you do it? Can you not do it? Like, mm-hmm. what kind of stuff have you had to deal oh. with in terms of that? Because there's just been so much happening and like, cancelling people whatever but then the effects of cancel culture on the people who are like an extension of those people through their work or whatever like how do you deal with that um I don't know I hate cancel culture even though I used to be like the biggest person who'd jump on the internet and be like you're cancelled um although I wouldn't really align myself with cancel culture there's been a few times where I've called someone out yeah I approach that like the there's a difference between canceling someone and then like criminal activity. Yes. So if you've done something like bad, that's to the point where you break the law. That's mm-hmm. like that's a different thing to just me canceling you because you suck. Suck, for instance. Yeah. So I, I don't know, I, I, I generally, um, I try to put, like, not put myself in situations where I can, like, I cop something from, from fucking with someone who is out as an abuser. Mm. And generally that means avoiding men at all costs. Yeah. I hate that I've said that, but Miss Andrew, who knows what will happen if we all just turn into Miss Andrews, but like. I, I, I generally try to avoid men yep. and, and that's, that's not because I hate men or because I am queer. It's because I have to assume the worst. That is just what I've learned as a woman mm-hmm. and in the music industry, anybody that I knew, like anybody that I meet or know, like I, I just have to approach it. Like, I don't know this person. I don't know anything about them. Like, let's just take them for like a blank. But with men, I'm just like, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not going to like, I, that's so like, it's so rude of me. But like, I, I have my circle of people and I have my community and like, that's, I try to like stick to that because in my experience, every time I, I, every time I see like a dude be, be outed for being like a snake or being gross. Mm. Actually, let's not call them snakes. Snakes. I would go. I quite like. Yeah, I quite like. Snakes. I love snakes, and also yeah. like Fiji had this snake god that was like iconic. Anyway, let's let's not call, let's call them snakes. Them snakes. Yeah. snakes don't deserve that. Exactly. Um, if they were outed for something like that, I'm just like, oh well, that's fine because I. It's funny. I'm like seeing the era in my thinking when I say this out loud. Like I'll be like, oh, I don't have anything to do with him. Like thank God. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like, this is every like it's not everyone's problem but it's like I'm in the music industry this is a problem in the music industry how can I 
be a part of like fixing it. So I don't know. I don't know how I approach it, but there's been many times where I've been on lineups with abusers and I've had Mm. to not go on that lineup because Mm. I, I, part of my, obviously my values are like, I don't, I don't want to be in an alignment with a known abuser or an artist or a promoter that's an abuser but at the same time like I now am in a position especially with social media where if I did something sus or dodgy I get like I get dragged for it like and that's so much on my mental health where it's like it's not worth it so if someone says to me hey you're gonna get booked for this gig I always say what's who's on the lineup so I can know Mm -hmm. then at the same time it's like how do you know how do you know anything about anyone? Yeah. And also then it's like you have to forfeit your income. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. So it's such a fucking, it's just a conundrum, a Mickey Mouse outfit, as my nan would say. It is a conundrum. It's just crazy. Like it's never ending. And, and I don't know. I think there's like, obviously when you said there's like a huge like, there's like a rumbling up yeah. which is excellent I'm so grateful um but that's not gonna do anything if the whole system doesn't upheave itself you Literally. know like the world needs to be like flipped on its head for there to be any sort of like effective change because I just don't I'm I'm pessimistic and I don't think I'm gonna live I'm gonna be alive to see the day when women I know I'm, like every shit. day I'm praying, but sometimes mm. just things happen. And no, every day I'm praying, but also every day I see more and more shit that's been happening. And I'm like, exactly. So it's like part of it's like, yeah, oh my God, amazing. I hope, I have hope. And then on the other edge of that sword, it's like, it just gets worse and worse. Yeah. So, have you ever, so what, have you ever been called out or dragged? All the time. Really? Oh my God. Yes. Like I, I, if I, if you cancel yourself, no one can cancel you. So I, I'm, I'm cancelled. I I cancel myself. You've cancelled yourself. Yeah. I'm also aware that I'm like a human who has made mistakes. I've we're all imperfect. Mm. Um, I the anti-hero. I'm um, you know, there's been many times where I've been caught out or or dragged on the internet, and it's just so hectic. Until like until it has happened to you, you don't realize like the effect it has. Mm. on your brain but there, it was never for things that were like um it was always people's opinions yeah, yeah. actually yeah shit just gets blown out of proportion I think yeah and yeah. um every time I've I've been dragged on the internet I oh I'm thinking of so, too many times there's been a few like it's always on twitter too really oh my god see I'm not on twitter because I've been on there yeah. I technically have an account but I'm on the wrong, I'm following the wrong people or something because everyone just seems so angry. Everyone, it seems yeah. like everyone's shouting and I'm just like, ah, ah, That's ah. what it is. It's just yeah. shouting. And so everyone's shouting at each other and shouting into this hole, this void. <laughs> and yeah, every time that happens, I, gen- I, I depending on what's happening, I will not respond. So there was a time last year, I'm thinking of, that – um lots of a few people had something to say about filth um and when it comes to that stuff like I'm I I will talk to the person in private Mm. because I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna get into it on the timeline Mm. about an event that is like centers joy yeah I'm not gonna fight you I'm just gonna talk to you about it if something's happened to you let's have a yarn because yeah nothing's gonna happen nothing formative is gonna happen on the timeline when everyone's calling each other bitches like this yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's redactive yeah it's re- it's totally re- oh my god I'm gonna break something it's totally redactive so I I my approach is that I will just like I'd rather just talk to you that's just I feel like that's just what fucking like mature adults do we'll have a conversation about it in in your dms or whatever yeah whoever's got the drama so yeah there's been a few times where i've been cancelled and um no one said cancel half queen they just yeah it's in their (laughs) attitude but i've always been like the polarizing figure in in these circumstances i think because i'm outspoken but when it comes to filth i i when it comes to anything i'll just talk to you about it in the dms this is easier yeah it's easy i'm not gonna 
fight on Twitter. I hate it so much. It's literally what Twitter is. It's just like screaming. Everyone's just yelling. It's really odd. It's really odd. I know. What do you wish that people knew about you? Um, What do I wish that people knew about me? Is there anything? You might not want them to know anything about you. Nah, I'm like, I'm kind of like, I wish people knew me that they don't, they never will. I don't even know me. Um, and <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe that I'm actually like, people meet me and they are surprised to know that I'm actually like a very kind person. Yeah. Like and funny. I, I have this like hard exterior. Like I like to pretend that I'm just like hard bitch that is mean and cold but I'm not I'm so I'm actually such like a a kind person and uh and I will talk to anybody so maybe I wish that they would know that I'm I'm not mean but that's just my that's my stick (laughs) I'll I'll always try and look unapproachable because I don't want to be approached, but if you do, I'll be a kind person because yeah, I'm, and also it creates a bit of mystique. You know what I mean? Yeah. Period. Uh-huh. Yeah, leave you them wanting me? more. Keep them guessing. Exactly. What am I gonna do? She's unpredictable. <laughs> what grounds you? Probably my mom, my family. Mm. That grounds me. Grounds me like a humbling experience. Grounds mm. me like and like the earth. Yeah. Being in touch with nature, that grounds yeah. me. Like, yeah, for sure. I've, I'm so airy fairy. I'm in the air. <laughs> it's, I don't want to touch the ground. <laughs> but when you do, it brings you back home. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. Who knows anything? That's the truth. I literally know nothing about anything. I realize more and more every day, and I love that. That's what I know. I know that I don't know anything. That's what okay you know for that. sure. That's yeah. what, I, what I know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Oprah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right. Last question I'm going to ask you. Oh my gosh, that was so quick. I know. We just could talk for years. For hours and years. Hours, mm. darling. Do you have a do try this at home recommendation for the listeners? I do try this at home. Yeah. <laughs> Literal or like. Do you, I know you want to be, I know. Yeah. Do a little bit of a. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> my do try at home thing is to like uh, 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 <laughs> I don't know I would say like <sighs> people I don't know people like say that that I I inspire them to like to try the new thing or mm-hmm. to be bold yes so I would say do try this at home. Like I don't know, like having a I could die at any moment attitude is like is is my whole thing. I, I could die. Okay. So, so just like do it, like take the chance. Do it. Take, take the, the chance. Be fearless. Be bold. Yes. Wear that Fortune outfit. Fortune favors the brave. Exactly. Like text that person. Be forward. Like Yes. It's funny, I'm so indecisive. I'm in a very indecisive state of my life where I I think that my indecision about oh I don't know what to have for lunch that speaks to a bigger thing in my in my positioning yeah. in my life so I'm quite indecisive at the moment but generally when it comes to life I would absolutely always say to anybody to just fuck it yeah and be bold like yeah you know like what really have you got to lose except your life exactly we could literally die at any any the sun could decide to explode right now. And what and what? You're gonna be you're gonna die you're gonna die with this fucking stunning pair of shoes in your closet that you've never worn. Literally, you know? wear the outfit, buy the shoes. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's also really important to like support yourself. Support yourself. Is to surround yourself with people who or someone else who has that or try to, I don't know, find your tribe so that you surround yourself with people who who have that same energy or like or resonate with that because then it just creates more and more ripple effect you Mm. know like I don't know if that even makes sense but it does it does do try it um yeah fuck it I agree fuck it buy the Nintendo Switch if you're in if you're listening in lockdown buy a Switch I'm telling you it's stunning that's my my recommendation that's that's my literal recommendation (laughs) buy Switch period 
Thank you so much for chatting, Shaq. It's been so nice. Oh You're my God, so anytime. funny. I've literally had to pee my pants. <laughs> oh my God, you're hilarious. I wouldn't even know what was funny in that. Oh, you're just, oh. you're just, you've just got it. You've just got oh, it. Oh, what yeah. do you mean? Thank you so much. That's so sweet. I don't know what it is, but. No, you got it. I'm glad. Thank you, know? you so much. I That's hope you hilarious. have a gorgeous, gorgeous day. I hope you do too. I, I hope all the listeners have are well and warm wherever they may be and I yes. hope lockdown, lucky D. Lucky D. Uh, <laughs> hope you get through it. <laughs> I hope you get through Lucky D because I'm meant to be coming. I know you better come. Honestly, I am going to every show that I have got tickets for. Like I have to go. I know. This is what I release. But I don't wait, so there's four weeks. That means so me and Jess were meant to be playing Vivid, but we can't. No, you're coming. It's fine. I'm gonna. I'll talk to someone. Okay, I'll, talk I'll to sort the it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll be in. I think I'll be in Darwin. At Darwin. Okay, but um, obviously everything in my life revolves around Sydney. Yeah. So That's good reason. Exactly. There's a reason. Yeah. Period. Period. Okay. All right, doll. Well, have a great day. Love you and you love too. you. You too. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of No Offense, but I hope this podcast put a smile on your face and made you laugh and you learn a little bit more about Shaq she's just such an amazing person the anti-hero our anti-hero and I told you she's got it I've put links in the show notes so you can find more information about Shaq you can find her on Instagram and put links to her mix you can find more info about blackbirds and about me I've also managed to find a tiny little bit of information on Amelia Bedelia so if that floats your boat you know where to go If you enjoyed this podcast, the best thing that you could do for me is to hit that download button, hit subscribe, send it to a friend, share it on your Instagram. You could be part of helping me have the most fabulous day of my life. Isn't that wonderful? I hope you have a fabulous day. I hope you take care of yourself. I hope you do something nice for yourself. And remember, fortune favors the brave. Bye.